0: Welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The bat and as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be wrapping up Women's History Month with the two stars of Women's History Month so far. Uh, we review Viola Davis and the Woman King to start off things. And then we took a trip with Harriet, starring Cynthia Arrivo. Now, after a purple uh, off-ramp last week. Mm-hmm. Purple detour. A Purple detour. Purple detour. I like that. I think that's a B-side. <laughs> that was a B-side to Let's Go Crazy. Exactly. Purple detour. We are back with Viola Davis and Cynthia Arrivo mm-hmm. and Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, and a and whole bunch of other people that I forgot was in this movie. It's it's pretty packed. Director Stephen McQueen's Widows from 2018. And we are going to be reviewing that with the words on Flix host herself, Janine Covney. So that is what's coming up. But first, Vincent, how you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And how are you? I'm doing great, um, but I do want to start to show off, kind of like writing a wrong from last. Mm-hmm. Week, Absolutely, uh, because we were in such a rush to get to our review and have fun with Tanya Pendleton uh, last week talking about Purple Rain mm-hmm. that we did not address it. Speak of the loss, the great loss um, of Lance Riddick. Yeah, I'm an actor yeah. on no, way too soon. To the yeah, sixty years old. Yeah, friend. so sad. So sad. Such a love, Lance Riddick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when you, where you first saw him? I first saw Lance Riddick in the wire. No, not the wire. In um Oz. Okay, I, that's where I first saw okay. Lance Riddick, and he was this. He was like I, I can't remember his character's name, but he was a he was he was he was, he was, he was he was an MFer. Oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. he like well, like everybody on MF, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um and he and he was a dude that that um definitely struggled with his demons. Um mm-hmm. uh, was always conniving, getting over on people. Um and he was a lot not that Lance Riddick was ever a super big guy, mm-hmm. but he was a lot thinner, almost emaciated in eyes. Right. right. Uh that's when I first uh Took note of him, mm-hmm. and he made such an indelible mark on me mm-hmm. that then when he showed up in the Wire, right, I was like, "Well, this is not right. this right. is this is, right. this is destined to go wrong because this guy is a crackhead." Uh, same story, but I think, are you thinking about the corner? No, I'm thinking about Oz, oh, Oz because he played Candy Alexander's love interests on in the corner. I never watched the for corner. maybe two or three episodes. And it was the same thing, oh really? He was so striking, mm-hmm. and such a presence. And he was acting opposite Candy Alexander, who you know, I love candy Alexander, yeah, and he really was a force, and the same thing when I saw him after that. Mm-hmm. I was like this 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 is a presence. I know, I- and you know, certainly throughout the years, I was so happy for him, the acclaim he's gotten from the John Wick series. I know, and she knows. As, as I was a big fan of Fringe, mm-hmm. and then obviously The Wire, yeah, which which is you know perhaps his most iconic role. So yeah, it's a real loss. It it's is a real it's, loss. It's it's funny. Um, I I just saw John Wick four. Uh, past weekend. I'm I'm I've got to carve out two hours. <laughs> uh carve out a little bit more. Carve out three hours. Three hours. Three hours. <laughs> three two hours, hours. and forty eight minutes. Okay, all uh, right. right. Well, um, but uh and you know he's prominent in there. I don't want to spoil it, but sure. but he's prominent in the film. Sure. Right? Sure. So it was like amazing to watch him watch him there. But I had just finished watching him mm-hmm. because unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm he plays the leader of the moon people leader of the moon people on the second season of the ducktales reboot he is the he voice actor does. he is the leader How yeah like? oh yeah. my god <laughs> just great range Wow, and a funny guy funny yeah funny guy so i did yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so going to too um, Lance Riddick. Yeah, uh, we definitely wanted to take some time to sure acknowledge that. I mean, oh. that. And now, speaking of acknowledging, mm-hmm. let's get to our listener mail. Ah, uh, missives from the missionaries. And that's right. It's going. To, we've got. Come oh, on. Let me tell you. We've got more than a few. All right. It's popping in the mailbag. It's popping in the mailbag. Uh, Vincent. We. Uh oh. We might get in trouble here. Okay, we heard from Az- Azia Taylor. Hey, Azia. Good afternoon, Lennon Vince. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the last black man in San Francisco? I'd be interested in hearing your review, uh, Azia. We actually did. We did the last right. we we, we did. actually did review it. We uh-huh. did. Um, so I will provide a link to that review mm-hmm. in our show notes, so you can. But love it. the film. We did love the film. Love the film. We did love the film. And and as far as his acting prowess, we were we were very early admirers of Jonathan Majors' skill as an actor. His skill as an actor. Um, we were, which is what we're speaking of. Was all we're always speaking of. Yes. We were not aware of anything else. Well, we're all you know. We just do movies and act. Okay. Was that the extent of the letter? Okay. Azia continues. Azia continues. Also, mm-hmm. I didn't see a recap of the final two episodes of Kindred season one. Were you as bewildered as I? Keep up the great work. Thanks, Azia Taylor. Oh, Vincent, do you want to address what happened in regards to the last two seasons of Ripple in Time? Everyone involved in the Kindred adaptation on FX Mhm. well. I think the vision that all of the creators who meant well <laughs> and and did is is his, his, you know sort of executed the vision that they had right. right differed from the vision that many of us who have been fans of Octavia Butler and this book mm-hmm. for decades, yes so that while i would never celebrate the cancellation of a television show with black creatives and and a black vision and and this 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 cast of people who i'm sure you know did great work mhm i also do not mourn it right so it seemed that there was a better use of our time <laughs> than critiquing Two episodes of a show that, A, was already canceled. B, many of us, and I'm going to speak for the whole Ripples in Time team, including you, had nothing more to offer in our critique. No, we did not. So it seemed better to just let it fade away. Yeah. Much like Kindred, the television series has faded away. We wish everyone well. Yes, we do. We look forward to the next adaptation. Tavia Butler's work well there you go thank you Azir you for your um, your email no further questions <laughs> opportunity <laughs> to address that little conundrum <laughs> yes. all right yeah. okay uh, we also heard from Courtney Muhammad hey what's up Courtney in regards to our review last week of Purple Rain all right hey and Vincent the Purple Rain episode was absolutely fantastic. Hey, Tanya Pendleton was here. All we had to do was not mess it up. Very true. Tanya Pendleton was a legit prince, prince or yes. prince-expert. Yes, yes. And overall, an awesome guest. Look, man. But the best part of the show was the voice of Vince let out when he <laughs> squealed in excitement I'm a sign of the person. I'm a sign of the times, person too. Man. I said this to Tanya's face. Tanya, Dream Hampton, Michael Gonzalez, like that whole generation of '90s journal- music journalists and culture journalists were like, like, I actually looked up to them. <laughs> so I was well, right because you were writing right. I was you're like multiple. Yeah, not on that level. Right, like, what I so respect what Tanya has done Mm -hmm. as a journalist and as a social critic so that, you know, I think it came through. Yeah, like the audience may think I was joking when I was saying that you were geeking about Tanya. You were geeking hard. And I'm not a geeker. You're not. Yeah. You're not. And yet I'm usually (laughs) nonplussed. <laughs> Not last week, because we did a whole nother show in the parking lot. I was a bit after fussed. after we left the, yeah, I know. the two of you I know. I know. <laughs> I was like um Yeah, I know. The, I know. Y'all do realize the mics are off. Look, man. I th- look, I think we gotta celebrate our people. Now I think yeah, so, yeah, you, you gave her much love. Yeah, much man. love was due. I absolutely. was saying absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Courtney just continues, I mm-hmm. absolutely love the show and get mad when I miss it. Thanks for being one of my most favorite times of the week. Continue being great, guys. Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you very much, Courtney. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And one last email, Vincent. Okay. This is from Ellis Heron. What's up, Ellis? Our our guy from Fort Worth. That's right. Regarding your Oscar talk. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree that the Best Supporting Actress award went beyond performance. Yes, Jamie Lee Curtis has paid her share of dues, and I appreciated sure. her, her showing love to us mm-hmm. genre fans in her acceptance speech. But let's not forget what Angela Bassett has done in her career, which is why I can understand her having the reaction she had to the winner announcement that everybody was talking about. Sure. Angela has gone 30 years since her last Oscar nomination Mm. and I get how she would noticeably be disappointed especially with all the hype surrounding her. Hell, she might have been thinking that she doesn't have another 30 years in her to wait for another opportunity like this. Right. If there's somebody who can relate to Miss Bassett, it's Sylvester Stallone. He went 30 years between Oscar nominations as well and still didn't win. What's worse, he lost twice for playing the same character. You would think he would have perfected the performance of that character after 30 years. On a happier note with Angela Bassett, to piggyback off of my last letter involving her, she has a Vanity Fair reunion video with Kiki Palmer on YouTube. Yes. I'd love to get your reaction to your boy, Alice Heron from Fort Worth. Was Sylvester Stallone nominated twice for playing Rocky? Well, he was nominated, with, I know, the first time. The first time was the rock, Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. There was talk of him being nominated for Creed. Okay. But I don't remember if he actually was nominated. Yeah, I don't actually remember, yeah. But to be fair, uh, there was Rocky, Sylvester Stallone in the 70s. I know he was he, he doesn't have the body of work. He doesn't have the body of Andrew work. And he was probably playing too much close to like what people suspected Sylvester Stallone was. Sure, sure. And now, I mean, he was good in Creed. Right, right. But I didn't think he was He was excellent Rocky Balboa. Like I wouldn't think I don't think you if he people him... want to keep up for Rocky Balboa. Have you seen it? Yes. I I think. Exactly. <laughs> I can always tell when you haven't seen it. That's not the one with Tommy Morrison. No, that's Rocky Five. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can remember. People who've seen them? Oh, or not I, but yes. Uh, Alice, but have you seen the Kiki Palmer? Video? No, I haven't. Have you seen it? They're, they're, they're hilarious. So what, what's happening? This? So you know Kiki Palmer's thing is she has this Angela Bassett. Imitation. She could do Angela. She does Angela, and specifically, she imitates Angela Bassett in the Jacksons, "An American Dream" mini. Oh, see, so I didn't know that. Part. Right. Okay. So <laughs> they actually have a clip where Kiki Palmer is doing her Angela Bassett imitation, mm-hmm. and Angela Bassett is saying the lines at the same time. So she's like, like just mouth. Right. Right. Oh wow, it's hilarious. Is it? Yeah. Oh man, I gotta check that out. Yeah. Ellis has a, a, a postscript. Ooh, a postscript. Thanks, Fancy. Th- thanks for your suggestion that my brother and I watch coffee with a couple of beers and without our parents. <laughs> he enjoyed the film, and I'm sure he appreciated how he was able to make certain comments he wouldn't have gotten away with if our parents were there. Probably
1: not.
0: Probably not. Ellis, you're welcome we're here for you ellis we're we're here for you brother all right see brothers have to look out for each other see that's how we that's how we build as a nation yeah. let's get um into our games part yes yes which means that we are going to start with the top five
1: top five who's your top five
0: All right, top five, ladies and gentlemen, Would I come up with a list and I give it to Vince to offer his commentary on. Now, last week, Vince said, yes, we had fun. We had a good time with uh, you and Tanya. Right. As we were um, talking about songs of Prince Mm -hmm. that might make good music, good movie, Good movies, sure. Sure. But I want to take you back. Take me back. Where I... We did the top five black Wonder Women, black Wonder Women, black actresses who we think, yeah, might be good to be cast as Wonder Woman. Sure. So I started thinking about this month in the films that we've been watching, mm-hmm. um, and especially leading into Widows, yes, right, which features Viola Davis and Cynthia Arderivo in equally. Badass roles, right? You are really hyping up Cynthia Erivo's role in this film as if she's in it a great deal. But please continue. Look, <laughs> if it was Anika Noni, look, no, man, I'm I- just, I'm just looking for the lint cut of this film. All right. Anyway, yes. So I started thinking about badass sisters and badass actresses. Yes, right. Yes, and I think it, it's easy to say that the queen. A badassery Mm -hmm. in black movies Mm -hmm. is once and forevermore Pam Greer. Yes. Hollywood has tried to, not often, but once or twice, try to find a new Pam Greer. New Pam Greer. There were so, at one point, Taraji P. Henson was kind of like, looked like maybe she was idling herself to kind of like be seen in that role. Sure, sure. They kind of spin cookie. Right. From um, Empire out and become a sure. Right. But it didn't quite go that way. The Proud Mary didn't quite gel. It didn't quite gel. Not a bad, not a wholly bad, but didn't quite gel. So I thought, started thinking about it. Okay. Who could be the next Pam Greer? Okay. That's out there now. All right. Maybe he's got a little bit of heat behind him, mm-hmm. but not enough that she can't maybe... Start a franchise of badass movies because remember, while Pam Grier did Foxy Brown and Coffee, at one time those were supposed to be right. Like Foxy Brown was supposed to be the sequel to Coffee, right, right. But it doesn't play out that way. So you know, this person could do a franchise, sure. So the top five next Pam Greers. Okay, I see what you think. All right, all right. And number five five, is a personal favorite of mine and I know a personal favorite of yours. Okay. And soon we'll be looking for the next step in her career. Okay. And that is Sinequa Martin-Green. Sinequa Martin-Green of Star Trek Discovery Mm -hmm. as well as The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Two television products Mm -hmm. that prove that she definitely can handle being a badass chick. Yes. In a property. Yes. And now, with Star Trek Discovery about to premiere their final season, Sure. she is going to be looking for the next step, and why not take that next step into film? Sure. And more importantly, she has the acting chops. She's got the acting chops. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my my great argument about coffee and what's lost between coffee and Foxy Brown is that Pam Greer is not... A bad actress in coffee, mm-hmm. and then you know it kind of gets real black exploitation. You, you once you get the Foxy Brown and Sheba Baby, so yeah, I think so. Like, like I'm hoping everybody on this list is also a good actor. And this is a yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. All right, with this. So that's my number five. Number five. Number four. Number four. This is probably a dark horse. Okay. This is Samira Wiley from Orange Is the New Black. As well as The Handmaid's Tale. I love her. I, love, I adore her. I do. Yeah. I, I actually stopped watching Orange is the New Black when, spoiler, she got killed. She got killed. Yeah. 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 I yeah. love her. Yeah. I, I just, again, the acting chop, mm-hmm. right? If we've seen her be more action or, oriented, I don't, I can't think of the property where I've seen her like that. But I want to think that she probably has it in her. Right, She would definitely bring a different, you know, physicality mm-hmm. because she's a smaller woman. Mm-hmm. But I think that could definitely pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she, I think she can definitely smolder on screen like, you know, Pam Greer does. That role does ask for that. And I think she is a known quality, mm-hmm. a known personality but certainly not big enough that she will be distracting if you were to form a franchise. Yeah, you don't have to sell me on her at all. Yeah. and Because I also think the camera loves her. Don't it, though? Yeah. Yeah, I think you can't take your eyes off her. No, I know. So, two for two. All right, two for two. All right. Number three. Number three. Now, number three, I admittedly, I took this... From my Wonder Woman list. I, I assume there'd be some overlap. This is the only overlap, though. Interesting, because I just really like this person. And that would be Yvonne Orgy from Insecure. Because I think even even though I definitely could see her in Wonder Woman, I could totally see her as a foxy brown, proud Mary type in in uh. In film you know she's got she has a physicality mm-hmm. she's got the look she's not mm-hmm. the smart she's got the she's got the the humor mm-hmm. to pull it off mm-hmm. right um, and I again she insecure was like her really her first acting thing sure and, and a lot of physical comedy and a lot insecure. of secure we got a lot so of, physical comedy. of physicality you know she brings a little bit of the um, the the because she, I'm I'm trying to remember her her ethnicity. Because she's not African American. No, she is in in insecure. No, and then you mean her herself? Yeah, her herself. She is Nigerian. Nigerian. That's what it is. Right, right. So she could bring she could bring some of that aspect sure. into it. Um, I think she, I think she would work well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I'm doing good. This is boring because I disagree with you. Well, I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. Um, when is Cynthia Revo gonna make an appearance? You know, I could see Cynthia Revo doing this, but she's not on my list. Yeah, I think it's bananas nobody has built something around her yet. I know, I know. Like, they just leaving money on the table. Well, I mean, they don't need this money. But to be fair, she, the woman stays busy. No, she does not film as she does Broadway as well. Oh. But but all right, but go ahead, go all right. But number, two, number, number, two, two, number two, number two, number two. Another person now looking for the next step in her on next notch on her resume. Sure. But it's proven that she can do action. Mm-hmm. She has the look and she has comedy. Okay. And that would be Zazie Beats from Atlanta. Also, we saw her as Domino in Deadpool 2 and she was in The Harder They Fall. You know what? I'm underwhelmed by Zazie Beats. There, I've said it. As an actress? Generally. Really? You didn't think I, she was yeah. good in, in Atlanta? I think she doesn't distract. You think she doesn't? She does not. Do, I think she, she does what she's supposed to do. There's one episode of Atlanta that I really liked. her, Like that episode the last season, that focused when her character had kind of a break. The one in, in France? In France. Okay. But besides that, I've... Really, I am. Okay, I I I totally disagree. I look. I think that she is. Look, I'm not going to say I'm going to die on this hill because I'm not because but, she's not given much. Like every once in a while, yeah. uh, an episode or a storyline sure, focused around her in Atlanta. Yeah, but when she's had to work with Donald Glover because that's usually her scene partner. Look, I think they. She she's outstanding in those roles and I, I loved i thought she was great in the heart of they fall i, th- I th- thought she was very good in deadpool 2 thought she was distracting in the heart of they fall really i thought every episode with her and regina king it was like it was someone had wandered on the set and was playing dress up well i okay i, I did she necessarily fit the that you know time period her look <laughs> i'm not talking about that Look, I'm look, look, I'm not both. He's you're interested. In interested. You even in what? I know. Okay. I know. So you're, not, so you're a little bit on the list. Okay. A little bit on the list. A little bit on the list. Oh, okay. Well, number I one. I don't think she's bad. I <laughs> said, I'm just not. Okay, then how How would you couch that? What you've just said. I'm just sort of like it would, like I'd watch it on cable. Okay. Zazie Beats is big studio IP that we're building around. One, the adventure begins. Like it was on in the middle of the afternoon. Watch that. Directed by journeyman actor. I mean, journeyman director. Well, first of all, I've worked on television. Who worked? <laughs> Directed by that guy. Right, 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 right. Number one, number one. I have no doubt that you will agree with me. Okay, all right. All right? Yes. To be the next Pam Greer. Next Pam Greer. actress more than deserving of having a franchise built solely around her. Right. As opposed to being parts of a franchise. Okay, and that would be Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, come on, stop. Of course. Lupita Nyong'o, of course. No, okay. Of course. Because she, because I started thinking about it. She is really the beast. In Wakanda forever, come on, man! She is the unstoppable voice Two crazy action roles in us. In a, well, yeah, I didn't even get to us. Right, I didn't even think about us. Get to us, but she, she, she would absolutely be phenomenal. In, like, a Foxy Brown Proud Mary Coffee type of role, franchise is built around her. She's just able to, like, really just sink into the character. Absolutely. Oh my God. I'm there. Absolutely. Be there all day. A controversial take Lapita Nyongo should star in a series of films. (laughs) We live on the edge here on the show mission. I'm glad you agree with my number one. I do agree. I agree with all of them. You do? I just have a soft degree, for one of oh. them. That wasn't a degree. That wasn't great. It's all right. That wasn't great. I made a mean phone call from one of my friends at some point. <laughs> Either he's <laughs> listening now or he's, he's, he's a Zazi Beats guy. Oh, yeah, you did tell me this. Said, you know, i heard. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway. You, think? Um, you know how you used to go to old people's house and they had, like, vanilla ice cream? Yeah. And like they give you some vanilla ice cream. Oh, you want some ice cream? Oh, wow. I like ice creams like vanilla. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's all right. Uh, my favorite ice cream flavor is vanilla. <laughs> so you're offered all the flavors <laughs> and didn't choose vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> French vanilla to be exact. oh, 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 <laughs> French like, You like you I like, my like, I like, I like little spats. Yes. I like, I like. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't, I have nothing. You have nothing? I got, look. Okay. It's happening in real time, folks. I can't even. I don't even know how to respond to that. Well, you can respond with, it's time for the Game of Kings. Ah, the Game of Kings. As we get into Six Degrees of Durville Martin. Someone who could be the new Pam Brewer all on his own. (laughs) That's (laughs) the key. This degree the Durville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will attempt in six films or less mm-hmm. to connect the mm-hmm. 70s Pam Greer, Duke Pardieu. That's right. That is That's right. Durville Martin. Pam Greer was tur- trying to be Durville Martin. She was. Right. To an actress or actor of my selection. Now, we've been talking about badass black women. Yes. Connect Durville Martin, Durville is- Martin. Two two bad-ass white actresses. Bad-ass white women. White women. All right. All right. So number one, Vincent. Number one. Six films are less. Six films are less. Connect Durville Martin to Martin. Two. Two. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Yes. Note. She was in the uh, Underworld movie. Oh, right. Her. She back in sale. was she in. Uh, she was in Underworld. You're not just going to list Underworld movies, are you? Underworld two. Yes. Uh, no. She was also in the reboot. Oh lord. Of um. Oh, what was it? What the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall? I thought she was like an actress. Actress at one point. Was she in like like actual stuff? Not just this. Hmm. I don't think so. This is where I, I mostly know her from genre stuff. I didn't even, I don't even remember who was in the Total Recall read, because I, I, I was against it. I was against it so hard. So it was the audience. Who well, was <laughs> so in the Old Recall, the unnecessary. I would say, I'm going to look it up now, but I want to say Colin Farrell was in that. I could be wrong though, but I think Colin Farrell was in that. She was in um, she was in total was she in total was Colin Farrell in total recall she was in total recall uh, alongside Colin Farrell and Jessica Biel alright alright so let's just do it like this um, Kate Beckinsale Kate Beckinsale who was in total recall recall with Colin Farrell Colin Farrell was in the Batman with Zoe Kravitz. But Zoe God. Kravitz was in um after Earth. Oh, was it. Was that her in After Earth with um Jaden Smith? Wait, that's the that's the Will Smith Jaden Will Smith. Yeah, that's that's the film. Alright. Jaden Smith was in the new karate kid with Jackie Chan. Mm. <laughs> Jackie Chan <laughs> he saying it like that. He's in Chan. any of the um uh... that can't go any. What did them... um uh, Cannonball run to no rush hour with um Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker who's in Jackie Brown with Jane Kennedy who's in Sheba Baby. Jane Kennedy? Not Jane Kennedy. Um, <laughs> we were just talking about her, Vincent. No. Pam Greer, who's in <laughs> Sheba Baby, with Derville Martin. Okay. All right. Very good, Vincent. Yeah. You got there. Yeah. You got there. Kate Beckinson, oh boy, I tell you. I'm looking at her filmography. Yeah. Now, she did the first Underworld in 2003. Yeah. So, not so, which, after that, she's pretty much in, like... Yeah, shout out, Kevin Grievo. Genre stuff. Okay. But before that, she was in Alice Through the Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. Broke Down Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Which was not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Much Ado About Nothing in 1993. I think she she quickly saw her life in it, Washington is that the one Denzel wa- Washington is in in ninety three, that sounds maybe about right. What you do about nothing this and Denzel and that? I think that's about that time. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's the one she's in there with uh Keanu Reeves. I was about to say Keanu Reeves. And Kenneth Brogan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um but she quickly pivoted to uh <laughs> films Okay. And made and made her mark. I was about to say, all right, all right. Who's 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 badass white woman number two? All right, this one might be a little easier. This one might be a little easier, right? I don't think so. though. Okay, well, I guess we're about to see. In six films or less, she's from Dervel Martin. Dervel Martin. Two, two. Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Oh my god! Of the Resident Evil, yes, yes, movie series. Yes. Is Lance Riddick in one of those? Uh, not that I remember. I'm not going to say he's not, but like, there's like 12 of them. I'm not going to look up all 12 of them. See if Lance Riddick is, is in Resident Evil. Okay. Let's look up Lance Riddick Resident Evil. Lance Riddick? Okay, come on. Lance Riddick, Resident Evil. That's coming up on Google so far. The first one, uh, he is in the first one. Yeah, yeah. But... Mila like Riches. How is she not in the... I thought that was her whole deal um because this one is 2022 is a is a she wasn't in there this was the tv show oh for god's sake it's the tv show Evil. all right what else is she in besides no she was in um no listen. a well he's done a few things she's done a few things she's done a, a one movie that i know you love and you've seen a thousand times what is it well i if i tell you it will, it will seriously give it away she's in the movie i've seen a thousand times yep now, I guarantee you see this movie if not a thousand times more than three but I can't tell you because it would make it be too easy Mila Jovovich think of her face think of her face think of her prominent features which are to be fair her eyes she's like in a not a blade color of her hair I have no idea what she's in. What is she in? All right, I'm going to try and give you another movie besides that one. Keep this thing moving. Uh, Let's see. She was in... Wait, is she in Girl 6? Girl 6? No. Oh, for God's sake. She's not in Girl 6. She is in... uh, I'm thinking of a movie that you would have seen. She was in the 2011, 2011 version of the Three Musketeers. She was in Zoolander 2. That's, I said girl six. All right, well, you know Zoolander. You know what? Zoolander 2? Uh huh. She wasn't in Zoolander, though. No. Okay, here you go. Deborah Martin is in Sheba Baby mm-hmm. with Pam Greer, mm-hmm. who's in Hitman with Bernie Casey. Okay. Who's in The Man Who Fell Our Earth. Here you go. With David Bowie. Okay. Who's in Zoolander with any of the cast of Zoolander. Okay, but not all of the casts are in the one that you're trying to get to. Yeah, but so why don't you just name the- ben, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, who's in Zoolander too. With Mila Jovovich. Jovovich. Sure. <laughs> okay. But I use David Bowie. That's got to count for something. That counts for something. Like I got to use David Bowie. Congratulations. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. I think that's a Bernie Casey in The Man Who Fell to Earth. I might be mixing that up with. <laughs> do we need, need to start me. over. You see, he was a black guy who was in The Man Who Fell to Earth for like five minutes. The black guy in <laughs> the, the Man Who Fell to Earth. man who fell to Earth. I think it's Bernie Casey. Why not I just... He's either in that or he's in Close Encounters. Man. Because I made note of it last time I watched it. And I said, ooh, ooh this can get me to them. And that is Bernie Casey. That's, That's Bernie Casey and the Man Who oh, Earth, right? it is There you go. That's Boom. Very good. And I use the Man Who Earth, so I feel good about myself. You do feel good, especially going into next week. As we go not... Octavia April. That's very good. You know I'm I'm, going to be in my bag next week. I know you will. All right, but there you go. All right. Now, do you want to know the movie that I know that you've seen more than three times? What is that? Starring Mila Jovovich. What is that? Because it also stars a person that you reference in getting to Kate Beckinsale. And that would be Chris Tucker. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. The Fifth Element. Can't tell you a secret. I've only seen The Fifth Element once. What? Mm-hmm. How have you only seen the... That, that's just, that is one of the most, like, that's, I know the funnest. Look, I know y'all keep y'all keep telling me great. Yeah, I know. I know it's a lot of fun and, and it's, it's, it's joyful. joyful. I, that's what y'all keep telling me. It's one of Chris Tucker's best performances. One uh, of Bruce Willis' best. It is like, it is like claws on a chalkboard. Really? I know. Why? And I know that's kind of the point of Chris Tucker in the the role. Oh, so it's him. It's him that, it's him and I feel like it's trying way too hard. Oh, I think, I think think everybody's having a ball. Galleria Oldman is having a ball. Hey, hey, I get it. Zizi beats Fifth Element.
1: I know I'm in a minority.
0: Well, wow. I know it's a minority report. See what I did there? See, see, see I'm getting ready for the, for the science fiction. Mm-hmm. See, it's a minority report. Okay. All right. All, right. All right. You continue patting yourself on the back, <laughs> and I will keep this train of moving, ladies and gentlemen. Train moving. Keep the train moving. As we move into our, <laughs> our review of Widows with Janine Coveney coming up. We'll be right back with our movie review after we step to these messages. You have no idea, do you? Or did you choose not to know? Your husband stole $2 million from me. This is about my life. This is about my life. And because it's about my life, it now becomes about yours.
1: My family's been involved in Harry's life for many years. I need help. I don't see what I can do. Our husbands aren't coming back. We're on our own.
0: My husband left me the plans for his next job. All I need is a crew to pull it off. Why should we trust you anyway? Because I'm the only one standing between you and a bullet in your head. What I've learned from men like your late husband, and my father, is that you reap what you sow. Let's hope so. This is for guns. Guns? From where? Figure it out. If this whole thing goes wrong, I want my kids to know that I didn't just sit there and take it, I did something.
1: thing we have going for us is being who we are
0: why because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off mm-hmm. janine's ready to go let's bring janine in bring janine up, hey, guys hi janine
1: thank you for having me on
0: Hey Janine, how are you doing? Welcome to the show missions. I'm so glad we're able to make this happen. We tried to make it the end of 2022. Uh couldn't make it happen, but I'm glad we glad you're here now.
1: Absolutely. And I've been listening to your talk and like, you know, maybe I should have agreed to participate because I'm over here with my reactions and my comments and my maybe maybe Jody Turner Smith for the next Pam Greer. You know, maybe making Good might be too old. She don't have any chops. But, you know, I'm rolling with you guys. I'm really surprised to hear that you haven't seen the fifth element more than once. But to each their own.
0: I know. It seems like it would be right up my ballpark. But it just, it just, you know what? I'm due for a revisit. Okay. Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe if they remake it with Zazzy Beats. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I needed Janine to ask me. (laughs) What's up (laughs) now? We are here to talk about Widows, ladies and uh, gentlemen, uh, with Janine Coveney. But before we do, Janine, can you tell people what is the Words on Flicks?
1: Ah, yes. Okay. So the Words on Flicks show came out of my vlog, Words on Flicks which is my uh, online blog where I just uh, reviewed movies. And it started out with me uh, reviewing older movies, classic movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s, because I love that classic Hollywood era. Mm-hmm. And so I started reviewing contemporary movies as well. And then a friend was gathering together a bunch of different people who wanted to do uh podcast he said hey why don't you turn it into an uh, a podcast a radio podcast so now the words on Flickshell show runs every third sunday of the month on block talk radio and it's about an hour long and i've been having a lot of fun with it and i've been doing it i think since about 2019
0: so yeah excellent excellent wow wow I, I, first of all, I just love that you're a lover of classic films because I can't get this guy to watch anything before ni- before 1966. Um, oh, <laughs> I will. No, he'll do it for the show. For the show, yeah.
1: <laughs> got it.
0: Outside of that, he ain't got no time well, you know, for anything from Jim Crow era. That's how <laughs> he likes to call it.
1: I understand because, you know, some of those flicks, you know, we we know better now. We know the racism and the biased, prejudicial, uh, you know, representations of people of color were just out the box. But we need to know that. I don't think we need to quell any of that stuff, like all efforts to get rid of Gone with the Wind and not show it. If we don't show that, we're getting rid of the performances of Buddy Fly McQueen. We're getting rid of uh, other key performances that are part of our cultural history in America. We need to know. We need to see. It needs to be available. So,
0: right, yeah. and and all jokes aside, we need to talk about it. Like like it, yep. it's, it's best if we have a critical voice in the conversation. So, you're Absolutely. doing the good work.
1: Yeah. But I also like old musicals and I love the clothes and the fashion and I love dissecting, you know, the noir, the color schemes and the cinematography and the fact that people back in the day were just as um, dirty, shady, low down, scheming um sexual and crazy as they ever were like we think it's like some modern day thing that people are more out the box human human car has always been crazy and some of those make her best best stories especially when it's set in like the 1930s you're like oh my gosh these people were doing that stuff way back when
0: yeah yeah absolutely they would get ridiculous yeah. all right but Janine is here, ladies and gentlemen, to join us in our review of Widows. Let me set it up for you. Widows is a 2018 neo-noir heist thriller directed by Steve McQueen from a screenplay by Gillian Flynn and McQueen that is based upon a 1983 British television series of the same name. That I did not know. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, the plot follows four Chicago women who attempt to steal $5 million from the home of a prominent local politician in order to pay back a crime boss for whom $2 million was stolen by the woman's husband before they were killed in a botched getaway attempt. That's not giving anything away because it happens within the first five minutes of the movie. This uh, British-American co-production stars Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez- Elizabeth Debicki, um, Colin Farrow, Mm. Brian Tyree Henry, Mm. Daniel Kaluuya, Mm. Robert Duvall, Mm. Liam Neeson, Mm. and Cynthia Arrivo. Mm -hmm. In Janine's selection for this stop on the mission to close out Women's History Month, Janine, what have you to say of widows?
1: Well, I have quite a lot to say about Widows. Now, I like a good, strong, classic heist film. And, you know, this is amongst the best that there are. However, the twist that they tried to promote is that this is all women done by all women. And it, it actually came out the same year, I think, um, earlier in the year, we had Ocean's 8. Yes. Which was the all-female version, kind of the well, Ocean's 11 type story. But that was more of a comedy. It was much more lighthearted. This right. is hardcore. So anytime that you have Viola as the lead, like, this is her hardcore badass leading up to her hardcore bed. As in the Woman King, as you rightfully said in a previous show, we see more of her abilities in in the Woman King than anything we've seen before. But this emotionally is pretty close. Okay, so most high films work because you believe the characters have a just reason to pull up the heist, even if it's like, first of Week there it's revenge or something like that. And you like the characters, mm-hmm. you like them, you pull for them and you want them to pull it off.
0: Right, exactly.
1: But we know that no heist film, you know, whatever can go wrong will go wrong, because otherwise if it came off well cleanly, there'd be no real good story. So this film... Tries to cover a lot of ground along with the revenge story, and so you know this is not Keith, This is not inside man. This is not the Italian job. You know, it, it's it's in that area. But while I respect these characters and what they've gone through, and what Viola Davis's character as Veronica um, goes through with her husband is just horrific. Mm -hmm. but this film kind of leaves me a little bit cold so so let me get more into that i understand why these women these women have lost their husbands yes you know but they they know that their husbands are criminals they understand the life that they lead they know what the risks are okay so i'm just saying right their husbands so you never want to lose your husband under any, under any circumstances. There's always that risk. These women know that there's a risk. I don't think any of them are unaware, right? So, uh, and while the film flick is presented as a woman-led caper, a attribute to female strength and ingenuity, let's understand that what they go through, it's because the men around them are jerks, okay? <laughs> so the men around them are all bastards, particularly Liam Neeson's character, Harry Rawlings, who portrays uh, Viola Davis's husband. We see them, like the whole opening of the film, are like these sweet kind of domestic scenes um, interposed with these scenes of violence, like what happens. Mm-hmm to the inciting incident that sets off the film, right? This it's on the bot heist where most of the men get killed. And we assume all of the men are killed. Right. Right? But, right. But Harry Rollins is his despicable character. We find out half of the crowd is despicable as the film goes on, right? So can, we can talk spoilers, right? Absolutely yeah, spoilers. spoilers here. Okay. So so the Liam Neeson character, Harry Rose, he cheats on his wife, which she, she doesn't know. The audience doesn't know till midway through the film. He purposely murders his crew. Mm-hmm. Okay. He dupes everyone who loves him into thinking he's dead. And then he shows up asking his wife has have pulled off this daring heist to steal the money back. And then he wants to steal the money back from her. I mean, when I went to see this in the theater, people were cheering his demise. Okay, I went absolutely. Yeah, know, right. So, um, but the film incorporates so many other things, right? It it shows us without any real commentary in interracial marriage, which mm-hmm. you no, know, that's right, which which isn't the crux of the story. But okay, we we note that. Um, We also see police brutality with an unprovoked shooting of a young black man who was their son. So that caused an unhealable wound in their marriage, which is where Harry and Veronica's marriage starts to unravel. And we kind of see that only in flashback. Um, It's about dirty politics in a town where dirty politics is a a, sport, Chicago. And so we really get a real sense of Chicago. And if this is what's going on at the level of aldermen, like we're not talking about right. mayor or senator or, you know, but this is just aldermen. OK, like a whole lot of dirty things are going on at this level. And um, we just see that while women are strong and they are the backbone, they're left to, to clean up. A lot of stuff, exactly, for the men in this movie, and I'm not just talking about the widows. I'm talking about Colin Farrell's character, who is the scion um, kind of a, a political family. He's running for alderman. He has a female assistant who has to, like, she's holding him up, holding mm-hmm. him down, mm-hmm. holding him together, you yeah. know, and trying to keep him focused. His father, who is a bastard, <laughs> also. Both, Who's Ailey. He has a female caretaker. Yes, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me get into the actresses. As you rightly notice, uh, noted Vincent Michelle Rodriguez, love her. She's been badass in so many movies. She's kind of wasted here. Um, I, you know, she has one interesting scene where she's together with this older architect's. husband you know she kind of muses herself for a minute but well they share a moment of grief right yes a moment of grief over her because her husband has gambled away all their money she has nothing left to pay for the store she was running she's gonna lose the store in addition to you know she may catch a bullet from this local politician who wants his money back which is um What's his name? Brian Tyree Henry, who has never looked more menacing. Like, he doesn't even say that much in the movie. Yeah. He lets Daniel Kaluuya, who plays his brother, do all his dirty work for him. Which is interesting, because Daniel Kaluuya, he's been in a lot of movies, but I just find him to be... He's not scary to me. He does scary things in this movie, but he just... I don't know. Like, his face is so... Hmm. didn't to me have the I thought he got the menacing over
0: myself <laughs> said he, he scared the fuck he scared me
1: okay well yeah he does scary. me I just like as an actor he's not my favorite I thought he ruined no I think like I thought somebody else should have been in no but I digress I think we found her zazzy beats I was a Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we learn a lot about Elizabeth Debicki's character, her mm-hmm. Polish mother, you, you know, her horrible mother who wants her to practically prostitute herself after her husband is gone. So I want to know a lot more about her character. Yes. And yeah. I, I think if Steve McQueen had adapted this as the series that the original British yeah, production was, we would have learned a lot is. more about all of these women's lives because I definitely wanted to know more about Cynthia Arrivo's character. Mm -hmm. Like, she is the add-on character. She's not even one of the original widows, but she, like, she even tells them, you don't want to mess with me. Like, you do not, and you believe it, right? Like, she hasn't, all she's done is run for the bus. Right. And I'm already like, she could kick somebody's ass. She gonna hurt somebody in this movie.
0: Okay. Yeah. And if you don't believe it, there's a scene with her and a punching bag to prove it. (laughs) She's got the receipts.
1: Right. And she is the most, like, there's a lot of electricity around her when she's on the screen. Mm -hmm. There's so much electricity around Viola Davis when she's on the screen. Mm -hmm. I don't think the other women hold the screen as well. Um, Which is interesting to me. Like, Cynthia, she's just like a little ball of energy, man. I just love her. She is fantastic. I was not a huge fan of Harriet as telling the Harriet Tubman story, but I could not fault her performance in it. Like, she was awesome. So, yeah, this movie leaves me with questions. Um you know about the characters but as a heist and as a as an interesting story with an interesting twist at the end mhm it it is good it's a good movie it's not my favorite but it's it's a good movie so you know yeah that's where I land on it too cuz it's it's good and
0: first of all you start with Steve McQueen mm-hmm. so you know it's you know, if nothing else, it's going to be good. It's going to look good. The colors, the women are going are going to pop off the screen. There's going to be interesting um, uh, camera movements. I love the scene where you see Colin Farrell leaving from some type of rally that's happening in like an abandoned lot, gets into his car and then... You're out the the, the cameras right. are outside the That's car right. and it just follows so to, driving through Chicago yeah. from this downtrodden neighborhood mm-hmm. until it gets to, you know, the more the more affluent neighborhood right. where he lives. Right. Right.
1: But it's really not that far.
0: It's really it not it's far, really not it's that, just that far. Like
1: a couple of blocks.
0: That's right
1: about it right, right, right. The scene is actually
0: in real time in the movie, and it's like a real middle in Philadelphia. So, right, right. So, and I, so I just, I, I absolutely love that, yeah, right? And it's yeah, absolutely, uh, and it's other scenes, you know, camera work like that. So, you know, that's going to be there with mm-hmm. Steve, Steve McQueen. Um, you're right. I don't think that all of the characters of are are uh, fleshed out as well, including, to be fair. Veronica um Viola Davis's character sure I think it's because of the actress that she is mm-hmm. that you are uh, Viola is able to put on the screen what is not necessarily in the script and you're able to read it from her absolutely so and it, that kind of feel, starts filling in some dots um for you but that's just you know that's just credit credit to her we, we've we said it all along. She could have been nominated way before the woman came. Sure. And I quite as kept wouldn't have been mad if she would have been nominated for something like Widows. It's typically not the movie type sure. of movie that they, sure. they, sure. they recognize. Sure. Um, Michelle Rodriguez, I think she is a bit wasted in the film because Michelle Rodriguez already has, like when she's, when you see that she's going to be in a heist film, you are... You're kinda of like already waiting for certain scenes with right. Michelle Rodriguez that you've already played out in your head. Right. And she doesn't have them. Well the already she's not playing that character. And I and and, yeah. and that and that's why you could say she's wasted, but I actually liked her mm-hmm. in this. I actually like I actually loved that moment with the architect, her giving and maybe it. Maybe
1: that's why she took it because she needed to show another side of her acting chops. Yeah. And I and I and I think she did. I think she did well. I don't. I think
0: that. I think the 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 problem of the movie having maybe a little too much plot mm-hmm. with the 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 systemic racism of the alderman race, and then you've got to go to the church for really the, uh, nothing that you really don't need. To right. Right. There. Right. Right. Um, you you definitely have to build up Viola Davis as the backstory. Uh, her, her role, um, but Elizabeth Debicki's character is clearly kind of like the B story there because she gets mo- more yeah. more time. So that doesn't serve her well, mm-hmm. um, and nor does it ser- serve Cynthia Rivo But quiet is kept. They probably, outside of Stephen Steve McQueen, they probably just didn't know. Like, oh my God, she's she's popping the hell off the screen, right? Right, and, it, and so it's probably no surprise that is. After this film, Cynthia Revo's name starts to pop. You know, she right. does the Aretha Franklin movie, and right. you know, she she our name starts getting out there. Um I think it's just trying to serve too many masters as far as the story because the the plot, the heist of it all, it does work. It is cool. Um, I do like it. I love Daniel Kaluuya in this film. And you talk about cheering. When I saw this in theaters, everyone cheered when he gets his, his come up. Yeah. Because you just been waiting for it. And I love that it's not drawn out. Right. Like, Because in the, any other movie it would have been drawn out, he'd have come walking back. Sure, you know, sure. But no, it's... Right. Boom. right. So I love that. But I think that ov- overall, it's just maybe a little bit too much plot. You take out p- one or two of these... These plots, I don't think Liam needs them to turn with him. I I understand it. I don't really think it lands as as much as they want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it and, and I it, that and the runtime because it's, it's, it it's a long movie, it's a it little is. over two hours. I think it's what hurt it in the box office because this was not a not a hit, and, I, and really? I'm sad to say because I really did enjoy it. I wanted to enjoy it more. I don't have a lot to add. I, I think, you know, always want to start with the positive. I think Steve McQueen is a magnificent director, just on the technical level. Like, there are, this, there are scenes in this film that are amazing. You know, the Daniel Kaluuya scene with the two henchmen yeah. who are rapping. Um any scene with Robert Duvall and Colin Farrell mm-hmm. was was amazing. Um, Brian Tyree Henry coming to the apartment with Viola Davis. All he needs is a dog, and he's right. The hell out. The want that you know the moment when Cynthia Erivo meets the other women. Mm-hmm. Like just scene to scene to just as discreet scenes. It it is magnificently put together you you know the the performances I was thinking because we were just talking about Viola Davis a couple of weeks ago I think Viola Davis is in her Stevie Wonder in the 70s moment Um, okay where she's so good so consistently you can't help but take her for granted a little bit like she's just so good, you know. It's like you see her in this, you see her in Fences, you see her on in the Suicide Squad, and she's just so good in everything. I love Colin. That Little. was what
1: I was saying about Denzel Washington, why he didn't get an Oscar for Fences. I'm like, he's good in everything all the time, all day and night. Like he's gonna have to do so He's gonna have to wear a dress in the movie. Right, or she's going to have to do something outrageous in order to get an Oscar because he's too good. Like and Olivia, I mean Viola is uh, in that same category at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but I think the, the 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 real key to unlocking why this doesn't work is the origins. This should have been a miniseries. Well, like it's yeah. so pat. And this is the type of film in the type of cast that you wish they would have pitched it two or three years after this so it could have been, because it would have been one on the stream. This should have been on Amazon Prime. This should have been on Apple TV. Steve McQueen actually does small acts Mm -hmm. where he has a series so you can breathe. Because I have to say, as a heist film, the heist plot was frankly what I was the least interested in yeah, well yeah I'll give you that yeah the changing demographics of this of of this political landscape where you have someone trying to transition from a life of crime into politics versus this old family dynasty mm-hmm. I almost wish they hadn't stolen the money like I wish this could have been the movie like just showing them together. Elizabeth, and I just forgot her last name. Debicki. Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki trying to navigate this post-husband life and not fall into this life of prostitution and everything but name only? Yeah, and let me just give her a little bit of props. I think it's only because she's sharing the screen with Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez, and the camera can't, can't... forget Cynthia Rivo mm-hmm. that she comes off as lesser than in this film, because I actually think she's good. I think she holds her own. Like, I think she's very, she's yeah, the she most quasi aspect of this for me. Cynthia Rivo portraying this Black woman who is in a lot of ways part of the working poor. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got all these gigs, she's trying to link together, she's living this life. I don't know if she's, because I, I couldn't quite understand if the woman at the apartment was her partner, or I thought it was in mother, or mother. But, you know, she has this weird queering, I thought. Like, she read a little queer to me that I wanted to see that a little more. Mm. So that, much like you all, I landed on I liked it. Like, I liked it, but it was so much that I couldn't really focus on one aspect of the film to say that i loved it
1: and it's one of those jillian flynn like she is known for these like hardcore crime stories because she did gone girl Mm -hmm. which is another film that you know story that's so complicated and then when you find out what the twist is you're like what Who would do that? That, Like that's almost insanity. Like what the Liam Neeson character ends up doing is just cuckoo.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I I have to say, not for one moment did I not know that he was still alive. Like it's like I've read enough comic books.
1: Still in the apartment?
0: Well, it's I've read enough comic books and I've seen enough soap operas that I know if there's no body. Somebody, I, somebody's gonna show up, right? Yeah, because like what
1: oh, Do we see him walking away? Right early on. Do we see? We see that early on, though, right? No, no, no. what they show, what they show in the beginning, is you show,
0: like, they, they, they have this heist and all the guys they go and they go get on. in the back of the van, and then you see him kind of going to the front of the van, then it cuts. And the next thing you, the next time you quote unquote see him, right. is when he's getting shot up by the cops. Right. Um, but then later on, they right. flash back, and you see that's when you see him actually. But as soon as the police said that there wasn't enough to identify a body, I said, "Oh yes, yeah, somebody got away." And if I have to pick between the two dudes who I don't know, John Berenthal, yeah, and Liam Deason. Clearly, Liam Neeson is going to show up later. Well, yeah. Well, the guy who was also being intercut with this, uh, right. Right. with Viola Davis. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's... The other thing is that... That part of the heist just... the two things that made me upset. Not upset, but just got on my nerves a little bit from a plot standpoint. Okay. Because that part of the heist, him, like, killing himself and yeah. stealing him up. I don't know if I really ever wrapped myself like really got the math of it, like if how what, have, was, I, what was like like exactly why are you doing this? <laughs> I don't I don't I don't really yeah. get it. Um, but the other thing I didn't get is that Daniel Kalu's character, we find out very early on, is following Viola Davis. Yes, and you know and Viola Davis because she's not of this life doesn't pick up that there's this guy following her. So so she doesn't know. But at some point, Viola Davis gets away from his gaze enough to have many clandestine meetings with the other ladies. Yeah. And then to still, you know, go around a couple of times. She goes and gets like the code from this guy and all this type of stuff. Why, Why did he stop following her? So you don't think he was following her the whole time? I don't just listening to I, I did like he was listening to self help tapes. I like did. he like I love that he was into self learning language. He's learning a language. He's listening to a, a podcast series on the Black Panthers. Like he's just really I like, wow. He's, he's trying to be well rounded. Like when his brother's an alderman. He did, well, it, which I did appreciate that. I, I like that that character beat of him. I did, but it, it, at least it it seemed to me that he lost that he lost lost sight of her right you know what I mean but then I
1: I think he was following her the whole time because I think he knew that she had the book and and the plans and he was waiting to see what she was gonna do with this plan so then he could come in and swoop down like let her do all the hard work and then Oh, that's true. Well, from her, but it wasn't clear. I'll give you that. It right? Wasn't it
0: wasn't clear. clear. Yeah.
1: So that me. That, <laughs>
0: so right. And, and in a film that we have talked about how much plot there is, I do have to say the one direct reference to them being an interracial couple, where she says if he had had a son with someone presumably white, their son would still be alive. You know, it's, you, you know you kind of infer that she thinks because he was a young black man, that's why the police were so trigger happy. Of course. And if he was a young white yeah. man, they wouldn't have been so trigger happy. I thought that brought up this really funky dynamic about that, you know, about this, that the, then it's, it's, it's just like, like I, don't, I don't really understand the, the real plot point of them having the dead son besides him kind of referencing it at the end in passing but again if this was a series if this was right. you know eight episodes mm-hmm. you could get more and then you could get more of the exploration of her character like we talked about okay. i think the plot point- i think
1: it was also just you know up one of the cracks in their in their relationship that just because so many couples, whether they're interracial or not, a lot of times you find out when they lose a child, mm-hmm. you know, one one member of the couple gets over it faster than the other one, or they can't move past it, and the marriage falls apart. But here's the other really hurtful thing: is that the other wife, the other widow, with whom he was cheating, mm-hmm. are we to think that this is his? Baby, we.
0: I think so. She makes allusions know. to, yeah. She actually says she it, yeah.
1: Is a white woman, and you know, that's terribly hurtful for you know the Viola character to think about. And shout out to that actress Carrie Coon, who's not in the movie that long. Mm-hmm but she is the main character in the H.E.L. series, The Gilded Age, which I love. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, I done messed up my mic. Yes, I love it. Be-
1: yes, because with Carrie Crew in that Rhode Island mansion, and then suddenly she has to be coupled out the back with the chicken feathers and the fish tail. Priceless. But I digress. Let's get back to it. How oh,
0: I am so here for The Gilded Age... <laughs> Janine has already booked her second letter. I, I, on the show, I see you found your kindred spirit. I found my kindred spirit. You can sit and drink tea and watch old movies. All, all I need to, if if she whispers in my ear a quote from Downton Abbey, I will marry this girl.
1: Oh. oh my God. I never watched Downton Abbey, I'm sorry.
0: That's fine, it's fine. Cause my my, my girlfriend will be happy to hear that. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, but no, I was going to say that like she makes the illusion to you know you go someplace with like your new baby, right, um right, and and you're right, it was almost like he was trying to fill this hole, you know, losing his son in the, in the there is but if so you'
1: gonna leave your wife, right, that you supposedly love, you go to her, and you say, Baby, it ain't working anymore. I'm sorry, I have to go." Did she just know too much? Maybe she she just knew too much about him as a criminal, that he was afraid that she would out him? Was he afraid that the angry Black woman would just come out and she would shoot him down right there? Like, it, it's so, it's such a conundrum to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they also make a point, and I actually like this detail, that Viola Davis's character what wasn't in this life she was actually an innocent she had to kind of figure out like i put in my notes speaking of pam greer she's the anti-jackie brown mm-hmm you know i gotta figure this out yeah she does figure she does figure ryan tyree henry's gonna kill my dog <laughs> very nicely
1: but the other thing you talk about steve McQueen and and his shocks and how he poses things and puts the scenes together I was really struck by like the color palette and the black and white. The yes. black and white. The, her character goes from she's dressed all in white. She's this innocent. Who this terrible thing has happened to? And as the film goes on, she you see her wearing more more black with her white, and then gray, and she get until she's in the heist and all in all in black. You know, and all of that is symbolic. Like even her dog. Is white, stark white. Well, but, but um, she's not entirely innocent because she is living her lifestyle. Right is funded by her husband's activities. Now she may have been a school administrator, but I'm like, she really goes to you know, ha- ha- beavery and um, you know, blackmail. Clicking on Real quick, was, but she she takes to
0: it. She, she's <laughs> Carmela's she's Carmela Soprano. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who she is. And I, it's interesting you talked about that color palette because I noticed that you know the stark black and white. You know, you see her in bed a lot, which is always white sheets, white pillow, mm-hmm. and you don't see her in color until the final scene of the movie, right? The final scene of the movie. And, and
1: the final scene in the movie. She smiled.
0: She still like, like
1: her smile. I was like, uh oh, like it's something wrong. Like what's going out now? And then the movie is over.
0: But I like that because she smiles, but she also smiles at the Elizabeth Debicki's character because they, right. you know, having upon each other, and it's a moment th- that she didn't allow during all through the heist. Right, For them to actually now connect. Because she says, how have you been? Exactly. And you see, oh, yeah. you can be a friend. Exactly.
1: And so another small note is that to, to talk about the black and white and the two sides of the same coin, you notice that the Colin Farrell and Brian Tyree Henry characters, their names are similar. You have Jack Mulligan and Jamal Manning. They're mm-hmm. both j m so it it's like as the movie goes on, you see that they're really not
0: yeah different well as he says it, name recognition is everything mhm- yeah
1: well you j you, tries to give the tries to give the uh you know the voting to jamal Manning because he he wants to stop this cycle of nepotism and Racism, and you know, he he kind of wants to take the burden off of himself. But when his father dies, the community ends up electing him in, um, you know, in mourning. Basically,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. There's th- th- proof. Th- 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 proof that this movie has too many plots because you're following that all along, but you don't really hear the how it ends out. You hear it. Over the radio. radio. On the radio. Yeah. You know? So that's just proof that this, it was just too many balls. um, Right. 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 But you don't get to see Jamal react to his brother. Not at all. You don't, you know, not at all. Right. But with all that being said, Janine, would you recommend that people watch Widows?
1: Hmm. I would. I would because of the two ladies that we're focusing on this evening. Viola Davis, this is a key film in her filmography, if you will. And Cynthia Erivo, it's just another um, example of her dexterity, her vitality, her, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, versatility. Mm-hmm. Versatility. Because what I really first noticed, uh, Cynthia Erivo on film, she was in that wacky movie about the motel in the 60s oh my gosh what is that movie called she was the singer because she's her singing she's just singing as a character in her motel room she's a fantastic singer
0: bad times at the el royale
1: yes yes same year she's really good in that She, she saves that movie for for me so, I would recommend widows watch it when you got a lot of time, <laughs> and you know you you want to see something in her filmography and one of Jillian Flynn's plots and Steve McQueen's work because I you know I thought Steve McQueen had more movies than he does.
0: I know, you know he does. He's very selective. He he very much is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And and also watch it. Well, I would I would recommend that you watch uh, Cynthia Rebo. I mean, Widows. I would recommend that you see this film. Um, for I have a feeling that one for the for the workers Elizabeth Debicki, as we've been talking about. I haven't really seen her in, in other things, um, but she's very good in this. The you other side you of me. Uh, the redo. The redo. Oh, I, I, I didn't see that. That's the one with DiCaprio, right? Yeah, I didn't. I, I couldn't get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, she is. Uh, watch it to see the other side of Michelle Rodriguez, right? To see to see another side of her. Um, and I do have a funny feeling that this is a film that, well, we're now five years. In another five years, this is a film that people are going to start revisiting of Viola Davis. And really appreciate the nuance that she um, displays in this in this movie. Um, and she is absolutely a, a exceptional. Yeah. in this film. Yeah, I'm three for three. The performances that you all have mentioned, I think Brian Tyree Henry is putting together quite the filmography. Oh my God, of of these sort of supporting roles where he gets two or three scenes. That are magnificent. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy Daniel Kaluuya and in, in this film, like like I like like I actually like menacing Daniel Kalua. Uh I actually really enjoyed Colin Farrell's performance. Colin Farrell has turned into a very... Yeah. He always was a talented actor. Yeah, but but he's... Right. With the age, and you kind of like age out of that kind of like leading man look. Exactly. You know? Exactly. He's just crushing... He's the
1: Banshees, Banshees. Oh, my God. Yes. He's so good in that.
0: He's so good in that. But this is the third adaptation of this story like apparently you know it was a miniseries or, or a series in England that had a couple of seasons they they made a version of this a film version in, the, in like I think it's said 2002 or something mm. and then you have this and I think this is a film that if it gains traction as the years go by which it looks like it could I'm really hoping somebody circles back and makes a prestige series out of this, you know, uh, similar to what they did with House of Cards. Okay, and you know, you get a Netflix series, you get an Amazon series, you get an Apple series, or maybe more, more to act similar to what they did with Fargo. Well, I was seeing House of Cards because that was based on a British okay property. Okay, too. fair enough. But but yeah, because the the blueprint is there, mm-hmm. you know, the blueprint. You know, I thought it was actually brilliant. To put it in a political city like Chicago, yeah, like that's a great political. You know, frankly, the shorthand is right there. Right. I mean, frankly, it could be set in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is another city like that where you have these political families and changing demographics, and but but yeah, absolutely, I'd recommend this. All right, mm-hmm. all right, ladies and gentlemen, well, there you go. We are recommending to you see Widows. Yes, yeah. on a streaming platform
1: near you, Janine. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. so much fun. Thank wow. you for letting me run my mouth and talk about this movie and chat with you guys and share their ideas. It was so much fun. This was so much fun. The the words on Flick show, it's available on Blog Talk Radio. And what's the... Uh, every... Every third Sunday of the month at 3 p.m. Eastern. So the next one will be, I think, on the 19th. I think it is. Let me let me double check. right quick. And uh, yep, it's only about an hour. Actually, it's April 16th at 3 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. And I think we're going to be talking about a disco in the movies because I'm a disco baby. And um, they've got this new movie about Neil Bogart in Cas- uh, the, uh, the Casablanca story coming mm-hmm. out called Spinning Gold, which I've seen. So I'm going to meld that with some other disco talk. So that's what I'm planning. Nice.
0: Oh man, she's she writing your will, about Brother say. Oh yeah, she's writing your will. Did you like spinning gold?
1: Um, um. Oh. Yes and no. Okay, fair enough.
0: You'll have to tune into Blog Talk Radio. The, there you go find out, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely, uh, Janine. Thank thank you for joining us, and, and and I mean it. You you you've booked yourself, so let's
1: Tanya and I will be boxing it out to our seat
0: <laughs> all right sounds good oh god all right thank you thank you so much we're gonna let you go while we come all right the show. thank you all right and before we tell you ladies and gentlemen what we are going to be reviewing next week I invite you to check out the Micho Mission two men one podcast every black film ever made at com where you can hit swag to check out all of the cool designs that we have by way of our good friends at T Public. You can always email the Michelle Mission. Hit us up at micheauxmission at gmail.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. Or why don't you leave us a voicemail at 215-867-9666. That's 215-867-9666. <laughs> Leave us a voicemail and tell us what's on your mind. You can follow the Me Mission on all of your social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Me Media. Uh, not Media. What's the name of our show? Me Mission. Michaud. At Me Mission. Where you can also go to YouTube, find the Mishow Mission, uh, at YouTube on YouTube. Follow us, subscribe, um, become one of our our followers. We're going to be having some shorts going up there um, within the next few weeks. A whole lot more content uh, coming your way by way of YouTube. And the Michelle Mission is a proud member of The Podglomerate. Thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts work. Go to uh, thepodglomerate.com to check out their whole network. The Michelle Mission is filmed at Manny Young Studios by the Video Content Factory, Philly's premier video production house. Go to thevideocontentfactory.com. Book your time now. Get with my man, Terry. Get with my man, Dylan. Get with my man, Devon. Get with the whole crew, the whole factory. They are the boys. There's no Joe Video Content Factory is the place to be. That's why the Michelle Mission is here. All right? All right. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we will be in the month of April, which means it's Octavia April. Yes. Where we will celebrate everything Afrofuturistic and black sci-fi. Yes. In honor of the late great novelist, Octavia Butler. Yes, this is one of Vincent's favorite time of year. It's my favorite month of the show. And he has selected a doozy for you. Yes, I have. I repeat, Vincent, I have selected a doozy for you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, from 1972. 1972. We are going to be reviewing Vincent's selection for the black film that is Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Next week here on the Michaud Mission, send your letters to Vincent. Look, look, I have been working on this show and working on this episode for years. I've been waiting for this episode. This This has been marinating. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Oh, we all can't wait. Have you seen Conquest of the Planet of the Apes? I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie at least once. That and you kind of remember, I mean, so, it's a little deep in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you are, are not an ape guy. Oh, the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, 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 I like Planet of the Apes. I mean, okay. don't get me wrong. No, are you, a, a, yeah, but are you an ape guy though? Like, are you? I like them. Right, but you're not like one of us. I'm not sure. sure not until the reboots right so you're not one of us no I'm not one you. Yeah, okay I'm okay. not okay. one of you okay I, I'm not I'm very much looking forward to this conversation all right all right that'll be next week ladies and gentlemen here on the Michelle miss sometimes movies aren't good they're interesting I see what you did there. you see I love look? Until next week, he's Vincent, I'm Len, and in parting we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again.